Hi, I'm Justin Rosto from Next Step Press, and welcome to this episode of the Next Step Podcast, where we help you take a next step. Hey, today we have a special treat. Allie Bauk joins us. She's an author in the Next Step community, and she's also produced a new chapter for the hymn journal, One From Death I'm Free, a hymn journal for Holy Week. Allie's been a part of our Facebook group for the last couple of years, and this third year running, she decided she'd write her own devotion and choose some scripture lessons and create some visual faith experiments, and she wants to share that with our Next Step community. So I'm really glad to welcome Allie to the Next Step podcast and excited to hear more about her experience of creating her own chapter, something she wants to share with you. You can download your own complimentary copy by visiting the Next Step community at community.findmynextstep.org and then search for My Song is Love Unknown. You'll be able to download it for free from there. Allie Bauk joins us today on the Next Step podcast. Welcome, Allie. Thanks for having me, Justin. Oh, we're so, so good to have you here. Where in the world are you today? I am sitting in my husband's at-home office in Olathe, Kansas, 35 degrees and cloudy, and I've got two little sleeping upstairs and a newborn that's also napping. So, And how new is the newborn? Um, he arrived early on last Saturday. <laughs> he was supposed to be a, a spring April baby. Uh-huh. And he came a little bit early. He, could, he couldn't wait to get here. That And that's going to be Samuel. Is that right? Samuel? <laughs> yes, Samuel. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, congratulations. And thank you for taking time right after having come from the hospital to, to record a podcast with us. Yeah, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, before the, the kids wake up from the nap or you go take one, uh, let, let's uh, begin with a word of prayer and then the scripture verses, which are printed on page three of this augmented auxiliary bonus chapter to one from death I'm free. Let's pray. Uh, come Holy Spirit and be with us today. Bless our conversation as we consider uh, the words that you have inspired. Will you also inspire our hearts and will you bless our conversation that we may get to know you a little bit better, Jesus, as we get to know each other better. Be with us in our conversation today. Amen. Romans 5, verse 8 to 11. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by His life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him we have now received reconciliation. And 2 Peter chapter 1. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. We ourselves have heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. So, Allie, reading through Romans 5 and 2 Peter 1, is there anything that jumped out at you kind of this time through? Well, honestly, the Romans passage 
kind of pairs with this hymn because of that great exchange language that mm. we have in the in the song. But I hadn't actually heard the second Peter passage in a while, and I'm glad that you added it mm. <laughs> or recommended yeah. that we add it because I just I love the way it fits with the hymn, and I probably would not have uh, have thought of it if you hadn't suggested it. I like that last image until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts like that that joy and that hope just you know welling up inside of us yeah i uh i i thought of this passage because of what you did with the the hymn my song is love unknown and and your emphasis on the story especially in in the devotion and i like the connection to uh, first peter then too we're not just making these stories up this is actually what really happened in that that connection to our real life uh, say more about where you see Romans 5 fitting in directly with the hymn verses. Uh, the hymn is begins printed on page 5. It's continued on page 6 also uh, uh, on this auxiliary chapter. Like I mentioned, the great exchange imagery where, you know, Jesus came down from heaven. He didn't have to. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I didn't ask him to, <laughs> yeah. um, but he did. And and he did all this for, for well, us personally as just individuals but also humanity as a whole mm. and i think that last paragraph of or that last verse in romans about the more than that we also rejoice in god through our lord jesus christ through whom we have now received reconciliation kind of pairs with the last verse of the hymn where our response to what mm. god has done is that that rejoicing and that joy, that singing here, might I stay and sing those stories so divine. And this is my friend in whose sweet praise I all my days could gladly spend. Yeah, no, I like I like that a lot. And, and you mentioned the great exchange and one of my favorite verses of this whole, I love this hymn, by the way, thank you for choosing this hymn. But in the second to last verse, uh, you get that exchange idea as well. In life, no house, no home, my Lord on earth might have. In death, no friendly tomb, but what a stranger gave. And then comes the kicker. What may I say? Heaven was his home, but mine the tomb wherein he lay. So he, he lays in my tomb and that, that I might become an heir of heaven. So thanks. Thanks for picking these verses and uh, tell me more. In fact, why don't you just go ahead and read, read the devotion for us, if you would, please. The devotion starts there on page four. No story so divine. What's your story? How many times have you been asked to tell the account of your life's story? Do you romanticize parts and play up the positive? Do you skip the gory details and omit the depressing? We are subjected to stories every day while talking with others, scrolling social media, listening to the news, reading a book, watching TV, etc., etc. If you've ever been in a situation involving a child and a favorite book, you know the monotonous motion of reading that story not once, but many many, many times, even to the point where both of you can recite it from memory. Perhaps you have a favorite book or story that delights or excites you. I grew up learning songs and Bible stories telling of my Savior's love to me. However, it was not until my husband began courting me in college that my heart understood, in part, the unconditional love of my Lord. When I behave like a loveless human being, my husband shows me grace time and time again. Even though I do not deserve the indescribable love of Christ, his story defines who I am. 
a reconciled child of God, who, through the waters of holy baptism, received a crown of life. He pursues me the way a prince in a fairy tale fights for the princess. True love has conquered sin, death, and the power of evil, and continues to abide in my heart all my days. In response to this miraculous story, you and I can rejoice that our names are written in the book of life. Our stories have a happy ending, an eternity of joy with our Savior. And there is no limit to the praises we could sing or times we could tell of our love story so divine. My song is Love Unknown. Thank you for that devotion, Allie. Uh, that, that really was meaningful for me to hear your story kind of wrapped into the story of Jesus, and it fits so well with the with the hymn and, and with the scripture readings as well. Uh, tell me a little bit about the idea behind the, the devotion here, the No Story So Divine. Why did you pick up on the story, and why was it that important for you to write about? Um, I know the title of the hymn is My Song, is love unknown. But the more I thought about the words and tried to come up with an image and a devotion to share with this, the story kept coming up. It's Christ's story recorded for us in scriptures. But then it's also very relevant to our stories today and who we are. And I wanted to somehow kind of pair that together. Yeah, I love the line uh, that talks about how the story of Jesus is what defines my reality too. So I've I've got a story that I'm living out, but it's it's a part of a bigger story that I belong to. I, I love that idea, and I love the corner art you have there on page four. The the love my love story. I can see the waters of baptism. I can see, of course, the crown of thorns, and then the V is the open book, and that that crown just looks like a fairy tale crown to me. It just it it fits really well with what you're talking about. Uh, well, let me let me ask you, Allie, you, so this is kind of an, an extra bonus chapter for the hymn journal, When From Death I'm Free, and, and you did that with us on Next Step Press a couple years ago and, and last year again, and then this year you decided actually to write your own chapter. What in the world gave you, I love it, it's great, I love the innovation, <laughs> I love how it all came together, I love the fact that that you were sharing this with other people too, but tell me what what was your idea, what motivated you, why did you do it this way? Well, I was looking back through the Lenten Hymn Journal in anticipation of this year, Lent 2022, and I don't have any more space. Mm. All my white space is used up. <laughs> I've even done tip-ins. And I thought, what can I do this year? Because I still, this is um, something I really enjoyed doing, walking through in Lent. And uh, and I thought, wait a second, there's so many more Lenten hymns that we didn't even get to explore. So yeah. I opened up the hymn, my hymnal and and this was one of the songs that stood out to me. And I always get like choked up when we sing yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. I wanted to somehow, you know, create a hymn journal chapter for it. And then I told my mom about what I was doing. She's also very involved in visual faith ministry and Next Step Press. And um, and she was like, oh, can we do um, Oh Sacred Head Now Wounded <laughs> next? And I was like, wait, mom, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> she was like, here, let's get, oh, and this one too. Oh, yeah, good. So, she's, she's got so her whole next hymn lined up. Yeah, we'll have to get Eden to, to co-author some of these maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so that's I, I, I love the idea of just taking something and experimenting with it. And it it would not have had to turn out as well as it did for it to be very beneficial. But I love, I love how it turned out. Uh, so what? tell me, what did you learn in the process of putting together a chapter like this? Well, after I chose the 
the text and started kind of thinking over it, meditating on it, looking at the scriptures that were um, paired with it, I realized the text is old. Mm. (laughs) And we don't talk like that anymore. So a lot of, I had to, sometimes some of the words trip me up and I was like, what does that mean? I mean, Mm. I know I sing it all the time, but like, Mm. what does that mean? Like, um, for example, the one that I was always kind of confused. I know we sing it, but I had to like really think about it was, um, they rise and needs will have my dear Lord made away or sent away as it says in our hymn journal. I'm glad you found this one because sent away makes more sense, but I was like made away. I'm so (laughs) confused. (laughs) So just like things like that, like where, you know, it's not as clear because it's an older text, but I encourage all the people who are doing this to go look up some maybe variations of of different wording because they're out there. I've I've heard some of the songs on YouTube. Some, they do some different variations with the, with the text. So yeah, it's interesting what you can hear and think, Oh yeah, I never thought of it that worded that way. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's one of the benefits of doing this is it gives you a chance to sit with that text and and hear it in several different kind of paraphrases or translations or uh, kind of settings. Uh, A lot of the hymns don't do all the verses. I'm really glad that you insisted that we have all the verses because I love all of them together. I think that's that's the way you got to do it. But uh, I mean, it gets the whole story, right? Yeah. Uh, But there there are several out there that don't do all the the verses and they're nice too. Is there one online that you particularly liked? Is there a, a version that really spoke to you? Um, I'll have to link a few of the, the YouTube sure. videos I've yeah. listened to because um, Fernando Ortega, he, always, oh, yeah. he's, he seems to do a version of every hymn. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, he's got an interesting version where it's a different melody and okay. also there's repetition to the last, um, yeah. the last part of the stanza. He repeats yeah. it twice. Okay. And there's also another version that you'll have to look out for where the they only do three, unfortunately, only do three of the verses, but the the way that the arrangement of the piece is, and it's sung by a choir with like this big orchestra behind it, mm-hmm. it's just, wow. So I'll have yeah. to link Yeah, give me those link links those and we'll, we'll put them in the description <laughs> of the podcast. No, I, re- I appreciate that. Yeah, it was really edifying. What what other things did you learn in the process? Was there something that really was a challenge, a hurdle for you as you're trying to put together a <laughs> hymn journal chapter? Well, um, when you're trying to come up with an image for a coloring page, uh-huh. that's difficult, especially if you're graphically challenged like I am. I I did all of my images on copy paper with a black marker and then <laughs> scanned them into the computer. <laughs> <laughs> and there was lots of tracing, lots yeah. of iterations of tracing. Sure. And then also it gave me a new respect for the artists that do contribute to the hymn journal because how then do they think of something new to add to their to yeah. their hymn because they've already pretty much illustrated it, you know? Yeah. They've already translated what they see in their head onto the onto the paper. So I'm like now what do I add <laughs> to mine <laughs> when I do it for my personal yeah, personal use. So, so let's talk about that. That's that's on page two. That's that's your kind of cover art there, or the coloring page to add. Maybe while you're listening to the hymn or listening to this podcast, uh, tell me what's going on in that picture. Well, like I said, the image of the story really came through more than like trying to link it to a song or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I have I have little ones who I'm actively trying to, you know, read Bible stories to mm-hmm, and talk about. Mm-hmm. Christ's love and story. Um, so that's kind of where this image came from is that 
mother reading with that child and talking about um, what Christ has done. And because there's so much imagery in this song of friend, Jesus as my friend, yeah. my Savior, my Lord, my just that indeed. very personal yeah. connection, I wanted Jesus in that image, kind of like being there with with the the parent. And, yeah. and then as I uh, mentioned to you, after I finished the image and had it the way I liked it and was looking at it again, I realized it doesn't have to be the parent telling the child of the story. It could be the child telling yeah. a parent or a stranger or a friend because children are just as capable of sharing, you know, Jesus with others. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And I think that's that two-way street is is clear in the image itself. The child's pointing at the cross, um, mom, or if it's mom, or maybe it's not mom. I mean, that's the thing. It could be whoever that is then. There's an interaction between the child and the adult and the story and bringing Jesus in there, you know, just, I, I, I totally can imagine Jesus with his hand on your shoulder while you're reading your, your, you know, reading Samuel a story someday, you know, and, uh, it's, it's that idea of where, whenever we share the story of Jesus with somebody else, whether you're a child sharing it with an adult or you're an adult sharing it with a child, whenever we share the story of Jesus, Jesus is present there. And it's a, an ex, it's an expression of the ongoing story of Jesus. I yes, love that, exactly. that image. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks. I'm thanks glad for that came that. through. <laughs> yeah, oh, very clearly, very clearly and very well done. And that kind of connects to this visual faith experiment. I mean, look at all the things you had to do. You not only had to write a devotion, you had to pick Bible references to go with the devotion. You had to uh, come up with cover art and as well as some kind of visual faith experiment. So moving forward to pages seven and eight, you've got your story and the story of Jesus. And your suggestion is to find you some prompts that, that you provided on page eight to, to look for ways in which Jesus has demonstrated his love unknown, as the song says, in, in your life. And to uh, take some notes or draw an illustration of that and maybe even come back and fill in that heart on page seven with the scene from your life. So I love how on page eight, you've got these, these hearts, my song is Love Unknown, and then scenes almost like the from the children's book and on mm -hmm. your cover art, uh, those scenes in those hearts. And I can see how, you know, the birth of Jesus is connected to your question, how did Jesus show his love during a time of change or rebirth in your life? So you've got Jesus in the manger and then, oh yeah, that time there where he, his the birth of Jesus in the manger reminds me of the renewal in my life or a time of pain and trial, um, like the cross, we bear our crosses too. So uh, tell, tell me a little bit more about this. What, what was your idea behind it? I love how it turned out. Well, what's your favorite part of this page? I, I didn't have to do the visual faith experiment, but I decided, you know, <laughs> I might as well do the whole thing. Yeah, right? Do, Absolutely. If I'm going for a chapter, I got to do the whole let's chapter. Do, let's do the whole chapter. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to highlight the main things, but then also let the participant you know, think how, how is it relevant to me yeah. in this, you know, in my life, not just in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to filling in that heart. I still don't know what I'm going to put in mine personally, but yeah. I definitely have some reflection to do and, and uh, looking and seeing, I think I can come up with something because pretty recently I had a major life change with a new, <laughs> <Yeah>. new baby. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I have a funny thing to share about that art on sure. the visual faith experiment. So getting all the hearts, I wanted all all the hearts to be clean and, and the way I wanted them to look before I scanned them into the printer or the computer. 
And the image in the very bottom corner with the hand that's extended, Christ's hand extended. Uh-huh. I think I traced that image about six times before realizing that Christ's hand had six fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and I don't know how. Maybe it's the different angle of the of the image, the artwork that I just didn't catch it for the longest time. I just kept tracing over it, and then I looked at it one night, and I was like. Jesus? I don't think it's Jesus had six fingers. I mean, he might. I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So uh, the, you, you referenced true love in your devotion. I had to think of uh, the Princess Bride, you know, love, true love. And uh, tr- true love was just, you know, or the, uh, you know, what do you have to live for? True love. And uh, and now we've got a six fingered man too. So I, yeah, I guess see, it's uh, all coming yes, together. Yes, it's all coming together. <laughs> if you're going to do fairy fairy book story, fairy tale stories, yeah. that's a. I guess you got to go to the Princess Bride. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to add a little Princess Bride image somewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> the lyric page, maybe on the lyric page. <laughs> Anybody want a peanut? Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you spent time retracing that hand because it, it the image really comes through. And, and having talked about the, the cover art, the coloring page, first of all, you can see it's the same Jesus with the, the heart-shaped nail marks. It's the same kind of hand. But, but also that idea of friends and strangers being part of our stories. You know, hearing you talk about that, it could be a mom, but it might be a stranger that the child is sharing it the story with. I, I'd really appreciate that. That's kind of... That's not a typical or kind of overdone thought when we're talking about our stories and, and the story of Jesus. I love that you included friends and strangers even into that story as well. Why Why did, was it important to you to include that? Well, even in if you look at the lyrics of the hymn, and I actually tangent a little bit, but when you go through and maybe on that lyric page, on page uh, starting on page five and also on six, if you replace and like personalize mm. the words more because it mentions like the last part of verse five that he, his foes from thence might free or yeah. from death might free. Yeah. You know, we think of foes as like enemies or, you know, the people yeah. that harmed him, wronged him yeah. or shouting crucify, but it's us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just, I think, that part of our story is that we're on the wrong side of it, <laughs> you know, and he still came yeah. from heaven. He left his blessed throne, yeah. salvation to bestow and came down and, and we're the ones shouting crucify and we're the friends and we're the foes and we're yeah. the, you know, we're, it's, it's us too. So it's everybody. So have you shared this uh, new chapter with anybody else yet? Has your mom seen it? Have you shared it with anyone? Yeah, I went over to her house one evening because we have a craft night on Sunday nights where we just nice. um, get together after the kids go to bed and we get to have, you know, one-on-one time with uh, adult time. Yeah. And um, she works on her sermon notes from the, the morning and then I work on some kind of craft. And this was one of them one week, so I shared it with her. And that's when the six fingers um, <laughs> was revealed. When the six-fingered <laughs> man laughed. show up. She shared. <laughs> yeah, she shared. Uh, laughter with me. So oh, that that's was great. funny. But. What was the experience of putting this whole chapter together as a whole? And and I liked what you said. You wouldn't have had to do it all. And I think that's one of the things that we want to remember when we're running experiments. Like you actually took on a pretty big project, but you just decided you'd try it and see what happened. You wouldn't mm-hmm. have had to do all of it for it to be beneficial, but you did. Yeah. 
Uh, what was it like to get the whole thing done looking back at, at it as a whole? Well, honestly, I was just initially thinking that it was just going to be some, you know, I would go online and find a free printout of the hymn and, and whatever that looked like and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, write some kind of little devotion and have um, just sketch out an image and type up a scripture passage and and it would just be like my little cobbled together chapter that I would somehow insert into my hymn journal. And then I shared it with you and you're like, let's format this. Let's share this. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, it's official. <laughs> so that made me feel like, wow, that's really cool. And now I have an official copy with page numbers and everything to I add to, it, right? my, to my uh, hymn journal. So thank you for taking the time to to format and be supportive of this little creative project that I decided to challenge myself with. Absolutely. I And, and I just, I love it. I think that's great. I, I want to support people as they kind of explore and run experiments. And then when we share it with other people, it's just, it goes back to that idea of uh, we follow Jesus better when we follow him together. So the fact that you're doing it on your own for yourself was great. The fact that we got to do it together was even better. And the fact that we can share it now in a podcast with people is, is one step yet beyond that. So... Well, Allie, thank you for your time today. Thank you for everything you you did to kind of put this all together. And I am looking forward to celebrating Holy Week with this hymn in mind and with our conversation in mind. Uh, you've had some big changes, as you mentioned, bringing a baby home from the hospital is a big change in your life. Is there any kind of small next step you've got a sense that that uh, the Spirit might be shaping in you in response to what you've done with this hymn chapter? Um, yes, I... It's kind of a, it's more of a challenge for those who are listening as well. The last verse says, Here might I stay and sing, no story so divine. Never was love, dear king, never was grief like thine. This is my friend, in whose sweet praise I all my days could gladly spend. And I was meditating on those words and I would challenge anyone listening to think of where where is your here you know where is where is the here that you're in right now that you can sing you can share that story you can praise God for whatever circumstances you're in and do it with joy you know I just um am currently in the transition from two children to three and (laughs) Trying to find the joy. How old old is your oldest? He's a four-nager. Yeah. (laughs) And then I have an 18-month-old and now not even a week old. Yeah. So I am trying to find the balance and the joy in in the new and the unknown as we move forward as a family of five now. Mm. Um, And we're looking forward to getting Samuel baptized on Easter. So I'll see that image of you know, the waters of holy baptism washing away, reconciling that little boy um, and him being added to the book of life and and how that that is part of Jesus in my story, in our story. So Yeah. What a beautiful image. What a beautiful time to, to do a baptism. And as you share that story of Jesus, wherever you are, wherever your here is, uh, that image of Jesus putting his hand on your shoulder while you share that that story with somebody else. Where, whenever we share the story of Jesus with someone, 
Jesus is right there with us and, and our story is participating in his story. So Allie, thanks for pointing us to that. Have a, have a wonderful Holy Week and a happy Easter and a happy baptism birthday to Samuel as well. Yes, it'll be a great celebration day. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. That was Allie Bauk, one of the contributing authors to the Next Step community blog and the creator of this extra bonus chapter of the hymn journal When From Death I'm Free, a hymn journal for Holy Week. You can read more from Allie in the book Be Still and Notice, Tales from the Next Step Community, Year Two. And we'll link to that book in the description as well as to the other hymn journals from Next Step Press. And of course, if you didn't get a chance to download this bonus chapter, there'll be a link to that complimentary download in the description as well. What a great conversation with Allie. I'm so glad she took time out of her busy schedule as a new mom to, to talk to us today. And so glad she shared her faith experiment as she created this chapter as a way to help her follow Jesus a little bit more closely this Holy Week. I'll make sure to link to the YouTube video she was talking about, two different settings of that hymn, My Song is Love Unknown. I encourage you to hold that hymn near and dear to you as you walk through a Holy Week this year. Maybe even run that faith experiment that Allie's prepared for us. Read those scriptures and, and keep that hymn in your heart and in your mind as you walk towards Jesus' cross and empty tomb. All of our Next Step podcast episodes are supported in part by the generosity of our Next Step patrons. I'd like to thank Joyce and Marlene for becoming Next Step patrons in the last month, and also Marlene and Judy for increasing their annual or monthly pledge to help support the mission and ministry of Next Step Press. If you'd like to make some kind of impact with your giving and support us as we help other people delight in taking a next step following Jesus, I'll put a link in the description of the podcast as well, where you can check out what it might mean for you to become a Next Step patron. Hey, thanks for spending time with us today. I know your schedule is busy too, and as Holy Week approaches, you've got to have all kinds of things on your plate. But as you go about your everyday business, remember that whenever you share the story of Jesus, Jesus is present, making you a part of his story too. Thanks for spending time with us today, and we'll see you next time at Next Step Press.